All right. Good morning. Morning, Dr. Eichel. How are you? Um, okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, okay. So we'll just give a quick overview of the parsha so that we uh, so that we're on page. <laughs> we could tell our grandparents, our grandkids, uh, what's going on. Uh, so this week's parsha we have parsha's Titzava, and last week's parsha, parsha's Cheruma, was all about the building of the Mishkan, and we had all the various kalim like the Aron, the Menorah, the Shulchan that had to be built, exactly uh, the dimensions of the Mishkan, all the Kalim within. And then in this week's Parsha, we have how to light the Menorah, uh, and they have to put Shem and Zayah it goes through the process uh, of how it had to be extra, extra virgin olive oil, uh, what's known as Evo, E-V-O-O, extra virgin olive oil. Uh, but this, uh, they would only press right from the beginning, Shemen Zayah the purest of olive oil. Then the Parsha goes into the various big day kahuna, uh, the various garments that the regular Kohanim wore. They wore four special garments, but then the Kohen Gadol wore four even more special garments on top of that, eight total. Uh, so we have the big day kahuna and the big day Kohen Gadol. And then at the end of the Parsha we have, it talks about the Mizbeach Hapnimi which is the Mizbeach HaZahav, the golden Mizbeach that was inside. Uh, and it's very interesting because it talks about the Mizbeach, the inner Mizbeach. You would think that it should go in last week's Parsha, where it talks about the building of all the Kalim. And it talks about uh, the, the dimensions. Uh, and the, it talks about the outer Mizbeach. So why not the inner Mizbeach also? It should be included in last week's Parsha together with all the Kalim. Why is it here in this week's Parsha? Um, after the big day kahuna, like kind of takes a break, talks about uh, all the garments that uh, the Kohanim would wear, and, that, and then it goes back and talks about the Mizbech HaPnimi. So that's going to be our mystery for today that we have to unpack, figure out. Uh, and our second mystery for today is going to be kind of where Judaism in general, uh, where, it, uh, where it places itself. Because uh, you kind of have two different, uh, I'd say, religion types. Right? When I was in Greece visiting, uh, I had a day stopover in Greece on my way back from Israel. Uh, and I wanted to see the, the, you check up top things to do. Of course, it's like all these ruins uh, and uh, of all the, the, the Greek empire. Uh, so I checked out these ruins and I remember the tour guide uh, explaining all the, they had um, etchings on, on the stone and they were explaining that, oh, this was used as like an altar and a temple and you'd have uh, people slaughtering all these animals uh, and it was a very kind of bloody uh, culture. Uh, there was a lot of like killing and conquering uh, and fighting. Uh, say, and then fast forward a few years when I was visiting Vietnam, I was taking a hike uh, me and my friend, and you kind of we did this five-mile hike, and then at the end of the hike, there's this cave that you have to go through uh, to get through to the end of the hike. Problem is, we look inside this cave, uh, and people are like burning incense and meditating, and there's like a statue that uh, in a glass uh, that everyone's kind of crowding around, uh, and we were just thinking the difference between, and it was a Shiloh, like, can we go through, is this considered a temple, or is it considered part of the hike? We're like debating back and forth, do we have to go back 
the five miles to the beginning of the hike. This was the only way out, uh, was to go through this cave slash temple. We weren't sure, and there was good smelling incense. You can't be Nene from Avodazara. Uh, so at the end, we just kind of like held our, our noses and kind of closed our eyes and made our way through. Um, but uh, there was, it, it was just interesting, the dramatic shift between the Eastern religions and the Western religions, right? Western religions are kind of like blood, gore, guts, uh, always doing. And then you have the, the Eastern religions, which is like incense, very calm, meditative. And then you look in Judaism, uh, and where does Judaism place? In terms of, is it more of an Eastern religion? Is it more of a Western religion? Are we more into the inner calm and peace? Or are we more into the doing and sacrificing, etc.? So let's take a look. This week's Parsha, we have um, the command in the end of the Parsha, Shemos, Perak Lamed, Pasuk Aleph, Vasisa Mizbeach Miktar Ketores. You should make the Mizbeach for the incense, for the Ketores. Atze Shitim Tase Osa, make it out of Atze Shitim. So we have the command to make the Mizbeach HaChitzon, HaPnimi, uh, and the inner Mizbeach was meant to burn incense, right? Kind of like that inner calm that, I, that we experienced in, uh, in the Eastern countries as opposed to the Western countries. Now, ask the Tiferet Shimshon in source number two. Kisha over me'atala parsha ha'kodemes ha'meva'eres, esklea mishkan. Uh, when you go through the previous parsha that goes through all of the kalim of the Mishkan, Aaron, Hashulchan, Menorah, Mizbeach, it talks about the Aaron, the Shulchan, the Menorah, the Mizbeach. Bullet meod Masha Lohi's Kira Hatorah Beneim Es Mizbeach Hapnimi. It sticks out. Why is the Torah not talking about the inner Mizbeach, the the golden Mizbeach? Why is it waiting until this week's parsha after the big day Kuna? Mizbeach Hazav Anu Motzim Oso Rak Kan. We only find it here. Besof Parshas Tetzava at the end of Parshas Tetzava. Achar Tiur Kol Pratei Mishkan Uvegde Hakauna. After it explains all of the Pratim of the Mishkan and the Begadim of the Kahuna. Oz Bahatzivo Lasses Mizbeach Miktar Ketores. Only then does the command come to make the inner Mizbeach. Vadai Hadavarton Beer. This definitely needs explanation. Ne Mahutza Mizbeach Ketores. Lachrona over Nifrad Mikoklia Mikdash. Why is the inner Mizbeach, the Mizbeach HaKetoras, put only afterwards and isolated from all the other Kalim of the Mikdash? Says the Tefer Shimshon in source number three. Hamirak is the Chol Avodes HaMikdash. The central theme of all of the Avodes HaMikdash, Hayam Mizbeach HaGadom, was the, the outer Mizbeach, the, the big Mizbeach, that was outside of the Heichal, uh, that was in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. So that was uh, what most of the service in the, in the Beis HaMikdash and in the Mishkan uh, centered around, was the outer Mizbeach, because that's where they brought all the Kurbanas and sprinkled the blood, and uh, Hector, Emurimbe, Varim, where, they, uh, where the fire was always there, and that's where the Kohanim would be running back and forth, and they shechted on the northern side of the Mizbeach. Uh, so that was really where all the action centered around in the, in the Mishkan. That's where they were makar of all the korbanos. The two daily sacrifices that they brought. And the musaf offerings as well. To teach us a major uh, fundamental principle. 
that Torah is only nicknames. You can only be Kone Torah uh, through somebody who is willing to uh, literally kill himself over it uh, and to be mocker of himself, to sacrifice himself. He has to be willing to give his full essence up to the Torah. Uh, all the energy that he has, all the kochos, all his motivation to put that all and transfer all of that energy into his learning of Torah. Uh, just like a korban, where you're you know, giving, giving over the animal fully to Hashem, a person has to be willing to give himself over fully to Hashem. Rak al amal rav, only through very difficult work, right? Just like the, the, the korbanas had all these details involved and it was difficult and he had to do it with speed and alacrity. Uh, so too, a person has to move in life with speed, alacrity, give himself fully over, difficult effort, and put in all their uh, enthusiasm. And not through enjoying the pleasures of life and taking it calm and relax. Uh, peace and tranquility. So, looks like from over here that if we were to place Yiddishkeit on uh, Western versus Eastern over here, we'd be more on the Western side, right? Work hard, put in your effort, uh, give yourself over fully uh, to, to learning Torah to Avodas Hashem. Be mamus atzmo, right? That's a very kind of Western uh, approach to, to, to the religion. Uh, to, to Yiddishkeit. Gamal she'ar chelke ha'avoda nilmad kigon ha'sholchan ha'torah ha'merames ha'taras ha'maychol ha'ba'al pino and the other parts of avoda in the Mishkan also they're merames on different things. The shulchan represents a, a person's physicality, uh, what a person eats, uh, kind of the mundane uh, life that a person has to marry with his, uh, with his spiritual life. Uh, the menorah is merames to chachma. The Gemara says, uh, yamin or something like that. I'm quoting it wrong. Uh, but somebody should put their, their feet to the right uh, during Shmona Esrei uh, if they want to get uh, more chachma, more wisdom. Why? Because the menorah was on the right side of the heichal. And if a person wants more physicality, then they should face their feet to the left. Because that's where the shulchan was. So if a person wants parnasa to the left, uh, chachma to the right. Uh, so in Shmona Esrei, uh, I'll usually be a little bit to the right, my feet, kind of like this. Uh, but every once in a while, <laughs> I also want parnasa. Uh, so I'll shift my feet to the left. I'd say probably uh, twice or three times a week uh, to mix it up a little bit uh, and make sure I'm tapping into both. Iker uh, chachma. Uh, but uh, Parnassah is not a bad thing either, right? Uh, so, And after all of this, right, the Shochan, the, the Menorah, now comes the command for the Mizbeach HaKetoros, the golden Mizbeach inside where they would burn the incense. But on this Mizbeach, they didn't burn any, uh, any sacrifices. There wasn't uh, lavish, expensive uh, ox and, and goats and, and sheep. Uh, and doves that were brought on it, right? Nothing expensive, simple spices that were burned on it. It was calm, it was peaceful, it was simple. Rak besamim she'ehalu mimenu ashan, it was just spices that from there uh, smoke would come up. Shal reach arev, pleasant, 
calm smell, v'nifla shehispashet ala mikdash v'yerushalayim, and that smell would spread throughout uh, the mikdash and Yerushalayim. The, uh, is it a, I think it's a Mishnah that said that people wouldn't, uh, women in Yerushalayim, they wouldn't miscarry uh, from the smell of the Ketoros, meaning the smell of the Ketoros spread throughout the whole Yerushalayim, uh, but it was calm, pleasant, uh, simple, inexpensive, Right? You don't have to be mamus on yourself on it, uh, like the outer Mizbeach. Uh, and it was like this very dramatic contrast to what was happening on the outside, what was, is what was happening in the inside of the Heichal. So very interesting, right? So now if we look at the Mizbeach Hazav, all of a sudden now we'd place Yiddishkeit, whoa, it actually looks much more like an Eastern religion. Right? Calm, simple, peaceful, uh, not a lot of uh, work, uh, pushing yourself, uh, blood, not a lot of uh, uh, boundaries and have everything being done in a very specific details. Uh, so, so what the Tifer Shimshon says from here, uh, in source number four, is Lolam Denu, this comes to teach us, right? This contrast between the outer Mizbeach, the inner Mizbeach. Shekol HaMesiris Nefesh. All of the difficulty and the effort and person pushing himself as much as possible. That's only at the beginning of their journey. But at the end, uh, when, once you get to the inside, uh, the, the life switches. Uh, to be enjoyable and pleasurable, both for the body and the soul, all of a person's limbs, uh, they, uh, they uplift on their own, easily, and with, uh, and with motivation and desire. You don't have to sacrifice yourself, and go through great difficulty. It's a pleasant uh, and amazing life. This is what the Zohar says, uh, quoting in uh, Zohar Chadash, Barashas Hey, Shemasha Amru Chazal Shatara Mateshes Kocho Shel Adam. Right? We know that the Chazal say Torah weakens a person. Right? That's why Reish um, Lakish he couldn't jump back over uh, the river. Right? Once he was a bandit, uh, he he jumped over the river. He had amazing kochos, but as soon as he accepted on himself the old Torah, he wasn't able to jump back. The Gemara asks why? Because Torah's mateshes kocho shaladam, it weakens the kochos, the, the abilities of a person, a person's energy. Zerak, that's why you find uh, people who learn in kolo, they're not as strong and fit uh, as, uh, as others. Rak mitchilas, because they use all their energy on learning. Rak mitchilas limuda, but that's only in the beginning, says the Zohar. Only in the beginning when a person's learning. But once a person gets in the habit and he's doing it day in, day out, on the contrary, it's like plugging yourself into, uh, into the source, right? You plug uh, your, your uh, appliance into the outlet. You're plugging yourself into the source of all electricity. Uh, when we learn Torah, we're plugging ourselves into the source of all of existence and life and energy, which is Hashem. Uh, and therefore, Adar Rabbi recharges a person. It gives him extra strength, extra kochos. Same thing in davening, right? In the beginning, it's tough. Got to wake up early. Uh, but when a person does that property and his mind is really in the right headspace, it actually recharges a person. The Baramayim Chaim says uh, that's how a person knows if he does davening right. He says, afterwards, do you feel diminished or do you feel re-energized? If you feel re-energized, that means you did it right. 
Uh, you connected your consciousness with Hashem, the ultimate source of all of existence. Uh, and through that, you get renewed life, energy, enthusiasm for the day. Uh, but if a person afterwards, he feels, uh, Ooh, that was a lot, that was tiring, uh, that took some of my energy out of me. Uh, so then a person knows that he wasn't connecting to Hashem. That's kind of the litmus test of the Baramayim Chaim. Uh, but what he's saying over here is that only in the beginning is it tough for a person. He really has to, you know, put himself fully into it. And oh, I can't get distracted. I have to focus as much as possible. And it's tough because my wife wants me home uh, and I really got to do the laundry uh, and I got to get back to that guy on the email. Uh, so you have all these things, right? And uh, you really have to push yourself, but that's only in the beginning after, once a person gets into it and uh, he fully uh, absorbs himself in his learning, whew, there's nothing that gives you more energy than that. L'chein, that's why the Torah commands us on the Mizbeach HaKetoros, the Mizbeach of the incense, Hazav, the golden Mizbeach HaPnimi. It's the inner Mizbeach, Acharei HaKol, after everything, right? After it talks about everything else. Yes, a person should focus on those things, but that's only the beginning. There's this end goal. Once a person moves uh, to the inside circle over here, to the Heichal, so then everything's calm, um, calm, peaceful, and pleasant. Only after all of the outer avoda, where it involves sacrifice and can make a person squeamish, right? Like thinking about all the korbanas that they brought. Hakulelas is big day hakuna kedushas avodas haoved. So they also all the big day kahuna kedushas avodas haoved, the kedusha of a person who is doing the service. Magia haadem alatachas. But then a person reaches the ultimate goal, the ultimate purpose of all of this. Shehi. To build inside of us a mizbeach, uh, an altar of zahav tara, pure gold. Hamale rechas neimim that that rises up a reach that is that is pleasant v'niflaim and is amazing. Hanosni madanim lenafsho that gives uh, that gives uh, pleasure and energy to his nefesh. That's why the Torah commands us to make a crown around the Mizbeach HaPnimi, the golden Mizbeach. Right? The outer Mizbeach doesn't have a crown on it. Only the inner Mizbeach had a crown on it. The outer Mizbeach had Koranos, uh, had um, corners that came out, uh, but it didn't have a crown around it. Blessed is one who reaches this Myla, this amazing Myla, because then the golden crown uh, will constantly stand on his head. So what the Tiferet Shimshon is saying is that, yes, right, apply yourself, put in uh, your full energy, but that's only in the beginning. At the end goal of a person should be that he's connecting to Hashem, uh, from a from a calm, easy, pleasurable, and enjoyable experience. Uh, so if a person always uh, has to push himself uh, and he's not enjoying his uh, his davening, his Yiddishkeit, his learning, uh, so if it's you know the first year uh, or however long, uh, but he notices that over time it's getting more and more enjoyable, then he knows he's doing it right. If it's not getting more enjoyable over time, uh, then a person has to now troubleshoot and problem solve. What am I doing wrong, right? <coughs> Something's not going right here. Uh, if a person's not growing uh, in his uh, in in the pleasure that he's getting from his avodas Hashem uh, and from the kind of ease and sense of calm uh, that he's getting from it, um, so that's the goal. He says of Yiddishkeit that on the outside everything's crazy, hectic. 
mayhem, but on the inside, there's supposed to be this inner peace, this inner calm. I remember uh, interviewing for a job uh, as a barista, obviously I love coffee, uh, eight years ago here in Melbourne, uh, I wasn't covering the bills, and I was like, okay, that's it, I'm gonna do take a barista job. Uh, so I interviewed for a health cafe, uh, this was in Melbourne, back in Melbourne, uh, and they told me, uh, they had me for like a day, worked behind the counter, it was pretty cool, uh, and then they told me afterwards, they said, the workers at this cafe, uh, we want them to be like a duck. And I said, what? <laughs> I was like, why a duck? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, so, so you said, because uh, on, t- on the surface, uh, you're just floating calm, and then underneath the water, you're paddling furiously, right? Uh, so I thought that was Yiddishkeit, right? A Yiddishkeit. Uh, at, the, at the surface, right, it's supposed to be calm. In the inner core, a person's, uh, he's calm, he's relaxed, he's, he's enjoying his uh, Kabbalah Shabbos and his Shemona Esrei, and connecting to Hashem on the highest level, and it's enjoyable, he's learning, uh, he loves it. Uh, but on the outside, right, he's paddling furiously, right? He's, he's working hard. He's running to chakras. He's trying to get the kids from carpool so that he can cram in an extra five minutes of learning. Keep it up at aim, right? He's trying to get in as much mitzvot, cram it in. He knows that time is limited uh, and is such a valuable resource. And he's trying to accomplish as much as possible, right? So on the outside, Judaism is a Western culture. Right? On the outside, we're supposed to be working hard and pushing ourselves and cramming in as much as we can into every single minute of the day. Right? We're not into this uh, meditation, pull ourselves away from life uh, and just kind of uh, escape the, um, what's it called, reincarnation and, uh, and remove ourselves from the world as much as possible. No, no, no. On the contrary, engage with the world as much as possible. Gain as much as you can. Build yourselves, grow as much as possible. Very Western, right? But that's only on the outside. On the inside, we're supposed to have this inner calm. We're supposed to have this menuchas anefesh, like we've been talking about Mondays. Uh, we're supposed to be in this peaceful state of connection to Hashem, enjoying every moment, uh, not feeling like uh, we're working too hard or anything like that. Connecting to Hashem out of a place of idun hanefesh, out of a place of enjoyment uh, of our soul, lighting our souls on fire and enjoying every single minute of it. So on the outside, paddling like a duck. Uh, and on the inside, uh, we're floating, right? We're having that inner calm. And that is uh, the significance, the symbolism of the Mizbeach HaChitzon and all the outer surface that went on in the, in the Chatzar of the, of the Mishkan versus what was going on in the inside. Uh, on the inside, you had the candles lit, right? You had the menorah. Uh, right, <laughs> candles lit. Uh, you had the the bread on the right, on the left side, and then you had the mizbeach haketoras, right? This incense, this inner calm that was happening. All the craziness was left at the outside, and the inside was this inner calm, this inner peace. Only any coin can go in inside the heichal. Um, so a, any coin could really go inside the heichal. Uh, but only in the Kodesh HaKadashim was the Kohen Gala one time a year. Uh, but, but even... It wasn't open to the general public at all. Uh, but you could see inside. You were able to see inside and you were definitely able to smell. So you were able to see inside still because the Heichal had a big entrance. Uh, so even the regular uh, menu, we were able to see inside, uh, but we weren't able to actually serve Hashem from there. Um, yeah. Because uh, we can go inside the, the Chatzar, and then from the Chatzar you're able to see inside the Heichal. Maybe even outside of the Chatzar you're able to see inside the Heichal. 
Um, okay, so, so answering our question, is, is uh, Yiddishkeit, is it an Eastern religion, Western religion? The answer is we're a hybrid, right? Uh, we're meant to be Western religion on the outside uh, and an Eastern religion on the inside, right? Outside, all the hecticness, craziness uh, symbolized by the Mizbeach HaChitzon, sacrifice, and inside, though, inner peace, inner calm, uh, connecting to Hashem out of a place of Idun HaNefesh, uh, and out of a place of uh, intention and focus. Um, okay, uh, so now we move on to the next element of the Ketores, uh, where we find that the Ketores would make a person wealthy, right? This is why uh, Svardim are very into uh, saying the, the Parshas HaKetores. Every day you'll find many people they have even written uh, in, uh, on cloth and by a sofa, uh, the Parshas HaKetores, say it every day. Um, I also say the Parshas HaKetores every day, Parshas HaTamid and Parshas HaKetores. Uh, Mishnah Bura says those are the two most important. Uh, so I actually skip a lot of the other Karbanas, uh, and I make sure to say those specific two. Um, so it says that Tiferes Shimshon, Segula Miuchades Hayisel Avodas HaKetores. Uh, there's a special segula of the avodas haketores haketores al gabei hamizbech the ketores on, on top of the mizbech uh, pnimi shemisha zocha bahayim mis asher the person who is zocha right because it can be any coin uh, not specifically the coin gadol but any coin was actually able to do the uh, come inside the heichal and and um, and burn the incense of the of the mizbech hazav of the ketores ukidichsev uh, and the pasuk would say. Yasimu Ketaras Ba'apecha, because the Pasuk says in Devarim, Yasimu Ketaras Ba'apecha, I will place Ketaras in your nostrils. And then right after that, it says, Vesamechle, Berach Hashem Chelo, Hashem will bless uh, your, uh, your physicality, right? Hashem will bless, literally, I think your loins, uh, but Hashem will bless you, right, with, uh, with uh, physicality. So we see, right, Yasimu Ketaras Ba'apecha is related to Berach Hashem Chelo. Baracha comes from somebody who lights up the Keturis, and therefore the Mishnah says that they would do all these goralos, and v'lachin kashayu matilin, goral es haketores, es haketores, when they would do the, uh, the raffle to select which Kohen would uh, light up the Keturis, hayu machrizim chadashim the Keturis bo they would announce only new people uh, to the Keturis can come and enter into the raffle. This is also the reason why uh, Sandek, Sandek is related to the offering of the Ketores. Uh, Sandek is the person who holds the baby at the bris. Uh, and we, the minog is to only give it to, to one person. Uh, so, uh, so right, your father or your father-in-law, you can't give it to him every single time or the most chash of a rav in the, in the town. You have to switch every single time because uh, it's related to the Ketores, also as a school for wealth. Uh, and just like the Ketores, only one coin in, during his lifetime, uh, so to Sandek, not once in his lifetime, but at least for, for you as an individual, each father uh, can only have uh, a person once and then to pass it on to... Why, why do you say the Ketores is once in a lifetime? Um, why is the Ketores once in a lifetime? That's what they would announce. Only, only somebody who's never gotten it before uh, can do it. Uh, so he can take it every time uh, if he if he wants to, but generally he wouldn't do it. He would do the menorah, uh, but uh, Ketores he doesn't he doesn't need to do it every time. I believe even the menorah he doesn't need to do it every time. I might be wrong, uh, but I believe even the menorah he doesn't need to if he doesn't. But generally he would. Uh, Aaron definitely did. That was part of his shvach that uh, that he wanted to do it himself. 
Um, but um, yeah, the Kohen Gadol generally wouldn't do it every day. But if he wanted to, he had he had rights to. Um, but when but for all the other Kohanim, it was just a once in a lifetime uh, experience to to do the Kitaris. Uh, so Rak Hadashim, only new people could light the Kitaris. Those who never did it before. Only they entered the raffle to light the Kitaris. So that every single Kohen, every Kohen can be Zoha at least one time in his lifetime. In this special Avoda shall Haktaras Hakatoras Shahayis and Mevia Lashiras of lighting the Kitaras, which would bring a person to wealth. Asks the Tiferes Shimshon, we have to understand. Why is it specifically the Kitaris that brings a person to wealth? What is the relationship between lighting the Kitaris and between physical wealth and Ashiras? Let's find out. Source number six. It says the Tiferes Shimshon. It uh, can be uh, a parable. <clears throat> to a person who walks into uh, a nice uh, jewelry store. Liknos Sha'on Zav, he wants to buy a gold watch, right? Cartier gold watch, uh, 15K plus, we're talking. Yakar uh, Avar Matanab, and he wants to buy it for a gift. I'm not sure who, uh, who he wants to give it to. Uh, definitely not, maybe his boss, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, he wants to give this uh, special gift. Son in law, son in law. Uh, so after he pays, right, the 15k for his watch, uh, so the uh, the watch seller starts putting it in this super fancy box, right, like this uh, fancy box with the plush inside and the golden ribbon, uh, the whole deal, and he starts wrapping it in really fancy wrapping paper uh, and with nice bows, Shoal Hakuna, so ask the buyer, the Kamani Mashalam Allah Riza, how much are you going to charge me for this for this fancy box, right? Uh, I, I didn't agree to pay for this, I wanted to just pay for the watch. And Ahmad Azu, Amar Hamochar says, the seller, eight Hariza Bechidam, you don't have to pay for the box, box is free. And before he leaves, he starts putting it in, uh, in a gift bag and then another box, right? Uh, like uh, he keeps wrapping it up more and more. Uh, where that it was um, uh, that was uh, in the house uh, in case it was needed. Uh, so this guy on the side is like, ooh, free boxes, sweet. Nigash afu the mocher. So he comes to the mocher. Uvikesh kamakuf saus varizos. He says, I'll take five, right? Five of these boxes. mocher. So says the seller. Vada uvachefetz leif. Sure, I'll definitely give you some of these boxes. Achim olam kach v'kach, but they cost a hundred dollars a piece. Toma also aish. So the person's uh, shocked. Why are you giving it to for free to this guy? Uh, and for me, you're asking me to pay a hundred bucks per box. He's paying for the expensive price and he's uh, paying a lot of money uh, for for the watch. So when you pay for the watch, the wrapping and the packaging comes free. But if you want the packages, the packaging just on its own, so then you have to pay the full price. Says 
Tefera Shimshon, source number seven, also Inyan Vavodas Hashem. It's the same thing when it comes to Avodas Hashem. Hine Ashiras be Emes he Kistama Riza, Chitona, Mavriko Vinotetes. Wealth is like uh, the wrapping, it's this fancy packaging that Hashem gives you, it's this uh, externality that it gives you so that you can uh, live in comfort um, and, and, and have your needs met. As opposed to the Avodas Hashem, which is supposed to be uh, the, the inner Avodas Hashem, uh, which is supposed to be uh, with Cheshek, with, with, uh, with inner desire. But there's two types of avoda. Yeshna avoda ikaris, the main avoda, kiyuma mitzvah sha adam ose beramache varam, doing the mitzvos with all of your 248 limbs. Which is hinted to in the outer mizbeach, like we mentioned. And then there's the inner avoda, which is meant to be doing with a sense of longing and with a sense of inner energy and fire and um, and And that's hinted to in the inner mizbeach. If somebody's avoda is only on the outer layer, right? He just wants the outer layer without uh, asking Hashem for the inner layer. Uh, so he just wants the fancy packaging, right? He just wants uh, uh, the fancy boxes. So, uh, it's going to be difficult for him to be zocha through his actions and through his chuyos to, to wealth. Why? Because it's like the person coming into the store and asking the store owner, oh, I just want the outside packaging. The store owner is going to be, no, only if you buy what's inside, only if you buy the watch, then I'll give you the packaging for free. Uh, so if a person just wants the chitonius, he just wants, oh, Hashem, I want uh, all my phys- physical needs met uh, and uh, uh, a feeling of satisfaction out of life. Uh, so then Hashem is going to be, oh, you don't have the panemius. I can't give you the, the outer. You're going to have to pay full price for it. Uh, right? You're going to have to do all the hishtadlis that a uh, person would normally need. you got to pay the hundred bucks in order to get that. Halavai, that we have enough uh, to pay for the outer packaging, uh, to be zocha for parnasa, that we need for health, for mishpacha, for, uh, for our family to be healthy, and for our, the relationships within our family to go well. Lav uh, dafka, that we have enough money. Uh, to pay. We have enough currency to pay for all those things. So therefore, a person needs to work and to reach to work on his inside, on the Mizbeach HaPnimi, on that inner Mizbeach. A person needs to work on his uh, connection with Hashem. And then once a person achieves the gold watch, ah, so the outer layer comes automatically. And that's what the Tefer Shimshon says in the final source, source number eight. Lo kein amakter ketores, not not so one who uh, who burns the ketores. Hameramezes ala avoda pnimis ayakara, which hints to the inner avoda, uh, the precious inner avoda. Myla reichos aravim shall ratzom v'cheshek la'kodesh baruch hu, and it brings up the smoke of uh, of wanting and longing for Hashem. So then, automatically, of course, he's going to get the, the outer layer, which is Birchas Hashem Lashiros, which is the Bracha of Hashem for wealth as well. And Hashem's not going to be, oh, is he worthy of having uh, all physicality and wealth and health? 
uh, and, and uh, positive relationships with his family. Because once you have the inside, Hashem wants to give you the outside for free. Right? He wants to give you the good packaging. As soon as you get the, you achieve the inside, He gives you the outside for free. Uh, and much more. Uh, in the future, He wants to keep increasing it uh, and making it more beautiful. The more beautiful you make your watch, uh, the more beautiful Hashem wants to make your packaging. And that's why it was the, uh, the Ketores which led to Ashiras. Because right, the Ketores represents uh, a person working on his inside. And it represents uh, the state of connection on the inside of a person. That it should be reyach nichoach l'Hashem. Sweet smelling to Hashem. And it should be done with an inner sense of calm and enjoyment and enthusiasm. Uh, like your heart's on fire. Uh, with cheshek for Hashem. Uh, and then, uh, so then the wealth comes automatically. That's why the Yisimu Ketores Pecha. And then right after Baruch Hashem Chelo, Hashem gives you wealth from lighting the Ketores, because through the Ketores, uh, Hashem wants to give you the outside packaging as well. Uh, so we talked about the Mizbeach HaPnimi versus the Mizbeach HaChiton. Why is the inner Mizbeach put after everything else and isolated? Because it's a whole different mode of Avodah Hashem, where you have all the outer um, all the outer Avodah that was going on. It was hectic, it was crazy, there was parts burning and sacrifices and blood sprinkling uh, and all of that. That signifies the, the outside layer of Avodah Hashem, but the inside layer of Avodah Hashem, that's completely isolated. It's a whole different mode uh, that a person is supposed to work on. A person's insides, he should be floating like the duck uh, and connecting to Hashem out of a place of peace, calm, enjoyment, enthusiasm, uh, making his kiddush with uh, complete focus and menuchas nefesh. On the outside, you're working hard. You're trying to cram in as much mitzvot as possible into our 86,400 seconds uh, a day. Uh, but on the, on the inside, right, a person's uh, very calm, focused, uh, and trying to connect to Hashem out of a place of wholesomeness. Uh, so we're uh, Western on the outside, Eastern on the inside. The Torah separates the two to show that uh, they're completely different avodos. And that's why only in this week's parsha we talk about the, the Mizbeach HaPnimi. Um, and not only that, but he says that the Mizbeach HaPnimi would make a person wealthy for this very same reason. Because it signifies the inner avoda of a person. And when a person works on his inner avoda uh, and he really light, lights himself up in his avoda Hashem, uh, and he obtains, so to speak, the gold watch, uh, so then the outer layering comes, on, uh, comes automatically. Hashem wants to give him the packaging for free. Right? You don't need to pay the price uh, for, for uh, health, wealth, uh, good relationships, uh, well, health within the family. Um, all the brachos of this world come automatically uh, when a person works on, on his inner world. Uh, and that's why the, it was specifically the Ketoras that led a person to wealth. Because uh, the outer packaging comes automatically when it, uh, for a person that works uh, on, on the inside and is panemius, uh, on his inside of Odes Hashem. An amazing Shabbos, everyone. <laughs>